Mel. And Kel. And this is It's Called Culture. Ever heard of it? It's called a super centenarian. Ever heard of it? Well, it just informed me that it's another term for a an older person than more than 100? It is a person who is more than 110 years old. God damn, 110. God bless you. A super centenarian. And apparently they didn't want people to feel left out if you made it to like 105 because they called 105 to 109 a semi-super centenarian. Are you paying attention when you're like 105 at that point? Like, are you feeling like centenarian's not enough? I'm feeling left out that I'm not yet a super centenarian. I need to be a semi-super centenarian. Do you still feel like you're left out? At 105 years old, like you live to 105. <laughs> you, you ain't been left out of nothing. <laughs> You've been through all the wars, so many presidents, <laughs> so many different presidents, more wars, <laughs> inflation, Great Depression, not Great Depression, <laughs> a recession, <laughs> like, or maybe a Great Depression. I don't know. How are you left out still? There's no FOMO to be had there. <laughs> So we did uh, an episode on living to 100. I think it was right before all of our spooky October episodes, or maybe it was at the beginning of October. And now we promised we would follow up with our results that we took of the vitality test that this man put together. Dan (laughs) Butner, the Blue Zones project guy. They have this vitality test. We took it and we still have not yet shared our results with each other. So this is going to be live reactions. I'm going to just take a guess that mine says I'm going to live longer than yours. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Just alone with the stress levels, probably. I'm fucking dead. As you were answering the questionnaire, you were already just like, I have no chance. Not that I'm not saying you're never stressed, but like you process your anxiety better than I do. (laughs) I feel. Let's get to the results. So we did. (laughs) I did this test on October 11th, 2023. And there's a few different categories of what it tells you here. So there's three different numbers for life expectancy that it gives you. And the first number is your healthy life expectancy, which I guess means how long you're going to be healthy before you get sick and die. So not when you're going to die, but when it's going downhill for you. Oh, and I'm screwed. <laughs> what was yours? It's 69.2. Okay. All right. Mine was only 70.1. Oh, sure. Barely a year. That it's going downhill. So when I see you start to go downhill, <laughs> I'm not long for this world after that. Or that's when you stop making changes. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. Oh, it's interesting. Okay. I 
I definitely thought you were like going to be ahead. So that's how long we're going to live healthily. Healthy, yes. <laughs> according to this. And then there's the next number, which is your life expectancy. So when you're going to die, according to the survey. And what did yours say? <laughs> 80.4. 82.6. Oh, snap. You're only two years after me. <laughs> I have a, a more of a long, drawn-out illness. <laughs> I got a slow burn battle with illness from 70 to 82. <laughs> Who's going to cover my end on the podcast for those two years? Listeners, please go take the vitality <laughs> test. And if anybody says that they're going to live longer than Kelly, then you got a job. And who knows if she starts to lose her mind after 69, we might have to. <laughs> the mind we always cut it early. So true. And then the final number, which feels a little sales pitchy, it tells you your potential life expectancy, you know, how many years you could add to your life with a few simple lifestyle changes. <laughs> a few simple, just a few simple. So what is your potential life expectancy? So mine's is 96.9. I can add 16 and a half more years to my life if I change my ways. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is 97.4 as my potential life expectancy, adding 14.8 more years with some lifestyle changes. So we're we're neck and neck. We're pretty close. Yeah, we're, we're not close. We're not far off. But basically, like, no matter what you do, you still can't live as long as me. <laughs> <laughs> but you also live a little bit more of a healthy lifestyle now than I do. I think. But some of these questions were hard to answer because I know we took it about almost. The beginning of the month, but I just remember some of the questions being like, in the last seven days, how much did you consume? And it was like hard for me to like remember. So it's not good. Your mind's already going. <laughs> You're not going to make it yeah. to 69. And it's like asking the question. Some of them were like, how stressed, like how stressful you are. If you, if you have a job, all these things. So I was like, uh, well, I guess I got to check all of it. I have none of those. So my question to you, this this thing, it gave us these numbers. And then it also gave us this like multi-page PDF with what the changes are that you can make to improve your life expectancy. I want to hear since October 11th, 2023, what changes have you made in your life to improve your life expectancy? Oh, I haven't done any changes. You didn't even go and cook up some more fish oil, some fava beans? No. No. Honestly, though, I'm more and more thinking, I don't know if I could do full plant-based, but I keep thinking about it. If I don't do plant-based, like maybe some type of version of like a vegetarian type meal, but just maybe still able to eat some chicken, but just don't do any meat. I don't know if that kind of makes any sense. I'm I'm intrigued in more and more of the plant-based diet. Same. But then, but then, 
like I bet I messaged you about this when I've been rewatching Gilmore Girls for fall. <laughs> and Rory, the main character, her best friend Lane is Korean. And her mom's like super, super religious, super Korean. Um, and I had, you know, I'm watching it probably my 80th time rewatching it. And not until we watched the Blue Zones is when I realized this, that they're Seventh-day Adventists. And the mom is super, super strict on the diet. And like Lane can only eat certain foods, right? Like a lot of tofu, a lot of like nuts all super super she's already strict though that's the whole thing of the of the show is like her mom is super strict and lane has to hide food at rory's house or she has like things underneath her um floorboards she can lift up her floorboards and she has a lot mostly she has like cds because her mom doesn't let her listen to like rock and roll music it has to be like christian music but she'll hide food and stuff in it <laughs> She'll like run to Rory's, eat like a slice of pizza, run back home. She's very, very strict. And I'm like, holy shit, they're going to live to 100. Well, she's not. She's sneaking all that pizza. <laughs> uh, a few seasons in, when they start going to college, Rory goes to Yale. Um, Mrs. Kidd, which is Lane's mom, only gives her applications to like Christian schools, like seven day Adventist schools. And one of the schools in that is in that Loma Linda. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, it's all connected. It's all making sense. Choose that one, Lane, if you value <laughs> your life expectancy. I'm like, holy shit. For like, it didn't hit me until watching the Blue Zones. Like, I had no idea. That's so interesting. No, I, I had no idea about any of that either. Like, when I tell you the mom is so strict. <laughs> like doesn't let her like talk to boys nothing it has to eat all this like tea like drink tea it's all all tofu and like it just sounds gross when you hear the mom like saying some of the stuff (laughs) and you're like oh that doesn't sound great but she's on to something can't deny it and we'll definitely live to 100 Damn. So I don't know if it gave us the same things to change I'm assuming it gave us a lot of the same it tells me to add 14.8 more years, it has all these different categories like whole grains and conversations about that, enjoying fruit, eating greens, eating less meat, dumping the junk, cutting sodium, being friendly. Strong friendships may lead to a longer life. Have faith. I think so the faith based thing, it just it says that like the data shows that like the faith based communities tend to live longer, like in some of those areas, like you said, the Seventh day Adventists, that's a faith based thing. And then even like Italy, it's very Catholic, you know, like the areas are very faith based. But I think it speaks to community and fostering community. So I can find other ways to foster community than (laughs) attending church. Yeah, because they're, like, surrounding themselves with people. That's the whole thing about, with like, the loneliness, how, like, being lonely is a endemic. I guess if you surround yourself with people, you can live a little longer. Obviously, managing anxiety and stress is another one on here. Reducing stress and improving your attitude. Basically, like, anger takes years off your life. You got to let it go. Easier said than done. (laughs) 
Yeah. So a lot of these things, there are things that were talked about in the documentary for Living to 100. It gets brought up again here when we do this vitality test. And then we said we would talk about how Dan Butner decided he was going to create this like blue zone project where he was going to try to basically like you engineer or manufacture this blue zone lifestyle in an area that doesn't already have it. So like in the U S pick a community and he would go in and be like, okay, these are the things we're going to try to do or change in order to set an environment that is more like those places that we've seen as blue zones where people live longer and see if we can increase your life expectancy here in this community. He picked, I guess, a city called Albert Leah, Minnesota. And he did a number of initiatives there. One of them was called the Walking Moai Program. And I guess Moai, I don't know if we specifically talked about this in our recap of the documentary, but it's a community thing. I think this was in the Japanese culture where they literally select a group of people like when you're born. They'd be like, okay, there's five people that are around the same age, five kids. We're going to put them together in this quote unquote moai. It's this group that you're just, you pledge your like allegiance to this group and your commitment to them. And as you grow up together, you pool your resources. And that community is like of people who are going to be there for you when you need it. And so like they'll pool resources. If one of them from this moai group needs something, the others will step up and and give them their resources and share with them and all that. And it was just, it's outside of your family. It's just an extra group of, of people that have your best interests in mind. Yeah. I, I like that. And I, I, you're right. It was the Japanese um, culture. It was like that episode. Cause I remember the woman talking about it, how they like, they just come together for their little group. Like if someone needs something, they're right there for that person. And I'm like, that's incredible. Because, like, we don't have that here in the States. You have your family. That's about it. And, like, obviously, friends. But I don't know. Like, they just, they, they drop, like, what they're doing. And they, they will go help you because of this little, like, program that they created. I think it's, like, for anything. Like, something, like, say, happens to their house and they need help with fixing it. They'll fix. They'll, you know, give some money and tell, like, help it. Like, I think it's, like, with anything, right? That's the impression I got from it. I saw that people were talking about how a lot of Mexican communities used to do that, like Mexican-Americans, like people who immigrated to the States, and then they kept mm-hmm. their communities of people as like, this is how we're going to make it in the States is we're going to stick together in this community. We're going to pool our resources. And then you pull from the pot when you need it, whoever needs I like, it. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Okay. That's awesome. I think I'm trying to think of like us Portuguese, but... I don't, we don't really, I don't think we do that. I'm trying to even think like through churches, like, do we do anything like that similar through like the church? But like, we just donate money to the church and our moves, right? <laughs> I feel like my family does it in a, in a different way. Like, it's not necessarily like giving money, but it's giving your time or your, your resources, like something that you're good at. Like, for example, my, parents have a lot of like tables and chairs that they have accumulated (laughs) (laughs) this sounds so stupid like event tables and chairs like you know folding (laughs) tables and shit yeah and 
anytime anybody like in the Portuguese community has an event, a birthday party, they're having a party at their house. They're like, they'll come over with the pickup truck and like they'll load up the tables and chairs and like take it over. Like, so it's things like that. Yeah, you're right. That that's like our way of doing it. They share amongst themselves. Be like, why do I need to have my own tables if we know that we got somebody in our community who's got the tables? Right. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I'm thinking of like like ways with my parents and like my mom loves to bake. So she just doesn't, she doesn't bake just for us. Like she'll bake for like, you know, she'll, when she makes like sweet rice for Easter, everybody gets a plate that comes by to visit. Everyone gets a plate. <laughs> like, so like that's her way. Like you don't leave the house without a plate of sweet rice. So yeah, no, I get it. We, yeah. So we can have our version of it. You know, like the big white tents that they put up. Yeah. For events. Your parents have those too. No, but our their neighbor has um, and it's like that's like the community tent. Like, <laughs> yes, whenever somebody needs it, you go to their house, you get the community tent, and you use it. You know what I mean? It's that kind of thing that they do. I'm just gonna go to your parents' house to get married. At. Like that's gonna just be where my reception's at. <laughs> somebody they have all the tables and chairs, and somebody has the tent. Your parents would do it too. They wouldn't care. <laughs> It's it's funny because there's so many things like that just in general that we could share. Like even just I think of my own neighborhood now that mm-hmm. I live in and every single house has all of the tools and all of the things that they need. And it's like a lot of those things you rarely use. Like if you're thinking about things like a snowblower or, you know, like things like that, that yeah. does every single house on your street need to own a snowblower? No, you're right. Or can you guys like pool resources as a community and be like, all right, so-and-so's got the snowblower, so-and-so's got this other thing, and just share amongst yeah. yourselves. Wouldn't that be a much smarter way to live? No, but you're right, because especially with snowblowing, like when we have our blizzards, my dad's out there. Like my dad hits up like all the whole like houses on my street. Like he helps, there's like an elderly family. And he will like do their sidewalk so they don't have to come out. And then he does he does the elderly family sidewalk. And then my neighbor on the side of us does my house for my job. Because <laughs> 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 he goes out different times. Like my dad's always out there super early in the morning to like, you know, snow blow. And my neighbor on the other side of me isn't. So I don't think he realizes that like my dad is already out there doing his thing. So then he comes into our like our sidewalk area and does it for my father. It's like good when you're at Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> and you pay for the person behind you and then they have to pay for the person behind them. Like it's just yeah. keeps paying it forward. <laughs> so this walking Moai program that they tried to do with this Blue Zone project in Minnesota was basically just creating walking groups. This is a group of people and this is the distance we want to walk and we're going to get together and do it jointly, collectively walking all these steps. And they had like a certain place they would be and a certain time and they would go and they would walk and that would be something that they did together as a group. They also did a walking school bus program. Mm -hmm. So instead of like a bus going around picking up kids to go to school, you would basically just have like chaperones that would just go to the houses, pick up the kids, and they would just walk. So you just kind of make a little walking trail and you walk to pick up the kids and walk them to school instead of getting on the bus. I like that. But obviously, certain parts of the country kind of can't do because if we have really bad winters, you know what I mean? It just, 
it sucks because like I wish we could do these things all day long, but we're so limited with our good weather. Like even like growing our own veggies, you know what I mean? You're limited by your mind. <laughs> That's true. There's, there's no such thing as as too cold. It's just underdressed. This is why you're a little bit longer than I am. <laughs> your mindset. You already changed your mindset. And when you get your first snowstorm, you're in New Hampshire, you get a lot more. So when we see it, like, did you walk your kid to school today? <laughs> I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna tell you where to go. So they had people participate in the vitality test or vitality compass, they call it, which is the test that we took to tell you what your life expectancy was. And I guess they would have them take it at the beginning and the end of the program mm-hmm. and see what the differences were, see if you could improve. So maybe maybe somewhere down the line, once you oh. eat some more beans, we'll, <laughs> we'll take it again and see if we get some different numbers. We should. We should like to... Do- Give ourselves a timeline, like maybe a couple of months and see where we're at and see if it changes. That's a good idea. We're doing that. <laughs> I'm going to do it. You got to eat some beans, though. I will. I can do that. I can eat beans. I can eat beans. <laughs> eat less meat. <laughs> You'll have to do like a month where you just, you know, like it's fava February and you just eat favish. <laughs> oh, I used to really, really love favish as a kid and I don't like it as much anymore but i will do it for the test <laughs> my favorite favish are the favish that you get at christmas but i don't think those retain any nutritional value <laughs> just salt. I, was just gonna, I was just gonna ask i don't think those work <laughs> those are like so hard for your teeth like i swear when i have more like when i eat a couple of those i'm like dude i'm gonna break a tooth <laughs> Between those and the corn, the meal trada. How Portuguese people still have teeth is is incredible because I don't you eat all of it's just it's so it hurts. But they're so good though. It's one of it's one of those where you have one you can't stop. I know. It's so bad for you though. It's all right. We're add we're we're gonna work on it. We're gonna add our sixteen years. <laughs> okay, so maybe I need to clarify that when I say Favage, I mean a, a cooked fava that has not been turned into a chip. Yes. So another thing he did was encouraging people to volunteer in their community because I think that was a big thing that I don't know if it gave you a sense of purpose or whatever it did. It made you feel good and it made you live longer. So just might have added some years to my life with the uh, coaching soccer. Just saying, just saying. It's also true. I haven't volunteered since a little after college. I was stressed about it like during as it was happening. So like maybe it was like negating the benefit. But then after the fact, it was like people would buy me gift cards. They were telling me I'm shaping the future of the world. (laughs) Oh, that had to feel good. Right. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I did a good thing here. (laughs) (laughs) You're molding the minds of the young children. Oh, my gosh. Employers were encouraged to make their work environments more amenable to practices leading to good health. So like more breaks, healthy alternatives to vending machines, that sort of thing. This one's a tough one, I think. Because it's got to be an employer's decision, right? Yeah, if it ain't working for their bottom dollar, they ain't doing yeah. it. 
now if vending machines are a cheap way for them, they're going to stick with the vending machines. <laughs> or like putting healthier things in the vending machines. The vending machine. Yeah, but like, I can't. I've never eaten a fruit out of a vending machine. Have you? No. You know, like I have like an apple or like Dwight tried to do that in the office. I think he put like fruit in the vending machine. Like I can't. I don't even like to drink coffee out of the vending machine. It's just hard when the apple or the banana is sitting side by side with <laughs> Andy Cap's hot fries. Oh, I love hot fries. Yeah. Yeah. When I found out that the vending machine at the power plant I worked at took credit card, it was game over. Every day, <laughs> hot fries. Every day. I'd go down from my hot fry <laughs> afternoon snack. I love hot fries. And they're not as hot anymore. Like, when we were kids, I thought they were so, so hot. <laughs> like, you'd have to keep now- eating them in order to to stop your mouth from burning? Yeah grocery stores they encourage them to feature foods which are thought to be better for your health you're fighting these huge conglomerate companies who pay for their yeah. space on the end cap so it's like i don't know how you do that but they must have petitioned or gotten grocery stores to agree i guess if you're in a small community you probably have a better chance with like the employers and the grocery stores maybe like they don't have like the big brand grocery stores like we do like maybe right. like a mom and pop grocery store like good good luck getting through the red tape on like a stop it shop. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. They encouraged neighborhood picnics. Community gardens were planted. But again, this is Minnesota, so I feel like they again, that's not a year-round solution, like you said. Yeah. And then they held purpose workshops for people to find their purpose. <laughs> I think I need to sign up for their purpose workshop. <laughs> I'm in a weird stage of my life, so I think I need to sign up. I do like the community garden idea. I, I love that. But we I actually just, we again. have a community garden near me, and I remember it's so funny how like as you age, like you're just your whole mentality on everything just changes. Because when we first moved here, and I started getting like the flyers or the information about the community garden, I was like, I was reading it, and I'm like, wait, so I have to go and like spend my whole saturday hoe in a garden for the community like you have to like put in your dues as a helper yeah so that you can then go show up to reap the benefits and get some of the things that you grew in the community garden and i was like that sounds terrible like why would i do that and now i'm yeah just you're like, like <laughs> i think i'm gonna sign up for the community garden oh so you're saying like you don't get your own little like section right Right, you all just go, no, you all just like, you all pitch in and help out, like you sign up for different days and everybody goes there and does work on the garden. And then at the end, when you have all the the fruits and vegetables of your garden, you can come and you're entitled to a certain share of what is- Makes sense, uh, okay. Grown, yep. Makes sense of the community part, they're not like breaking like sections off. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. So since you mentioned that you need to find your purpose, there's a tool on the Blue Zones website called the Purpose Checkup, and it's a little questionnaire. We won't <laughs> we won't go through and tally up your numbers right now, but you go through and you rate 
these specific things from zero, can't decide. One, definitely disagree. Somewhat disagree. Somewhat agree all the way to number four, which is definitely agree. And it has these questions about your your outer life, your inner life, and your spiritual life. And some of them are things like, I wake up energized about the day ahead. Nunca, nunca. nunca. No. So have no. I woken up energized about the day ahead? <laughs> no. My anxiety wakes me up, okay? <laughs> so there's other things on here that say, I enjoy being alone. And I feel like you would have to agree with that one. <laughs> I do, yeah. Yeah. I do. Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes it gets boring. I'm going to take this one. You didn't take this part, did you? I did not tally up my numbers here. But basically, you go through all these questions and it talks about, you know, have you found ways to offer your gifts and talents to the world? Do you take risks to do things you care about? Do you use your gifts to make a difference in people's lives? And then our gifts is podcast. <laughs> well, you know, it says I found a way to offer my gifts and talents to the world. And you guys are looking at it. This is all I got. <laughs> okay. No, you're very talented. Stop. Oh, gosh. And so you score yourself. And the higher your score means that you are living purposefully. You're clear about what truly matters to you. And you're mattering in the world. In the middle is kind of like you're basically fulfilled. Keep growing and giving in your life. If you're a little bit lower, it says you need a little bit more clarity. Clarify your gifts, passions, and values. And then if you score a zero to a 21, which is the lowest level, it says don't give up because your score is low right now. Living purposefully isn't reserved for the elite few. The power of purpose process works if you work the process there's a lot of keywords <laughs> yeah. oh I, i'm gonna definitely i'm gonna take this test and see where i'm at i think i'm probably somewhere in the middle i don't think i'm at like the last zero to 20 <laughs> i don't know <laughs> well we thank you so much for listening today i hope you guys enjoy this episode